everyone, Joy here. Today I have Brandon. Brandon is a creator of a very cool software. The software is called Superhero Toolkit. And Superhero Toolkit is the best social media platform out there. It's a CRM tool. And it attracts your perfect audience. Now I think we can all do with this. And it also, most importantly, filters out all the kickers and it sells your core offers with no ad spend, which is absolutely fantastic. Hi there. My name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach, and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline, and so much more. Follow along in this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, what can make you successful. Hi, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Joy. Thanks for having me. I know we've been going back and forth trying to schedule this, and it's such a pleasure to finally jump on here with you and finally get to talk to you. So thank you so much for uh, bringing me on today. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. So tell the audience a little bit about you. You know, who's Brandon? Where does he come from? Where does he live? What do you do? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I, uh, before I was a personal trainer, um, I was, I was always in the entrepreneur space. Um, I remember just selling video games as a kid and selling uh, lemonade and then getting into like being a big boy and uh, having a real job, which was a personal trainer. And then um, I just couldn't like fathom always having to work and exchanging time for money. So I needed to think of a way to really leverage myself and leverage the internet so that I could potentially either be a stay-at-home dad at some point or be able to just spend more time with my family so I didn't have to exchange time for money. So I uh, actually left a hundred, I was doing, my fitness business was doing really well. Um, We were making about $125,000 a year And I ended up just handing it off to another trainer because uh, we moved to Texas. So I live in Texas now in the United States Mm -hmm. and we moved from California to be able to be closer with uh, my wife's family. And from there, I just uh, figured I would get into the whole online space. And I was kind of bored of being uh, a personal trainer or being in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to leverage the internet, like I said, and I wanted to really focus on, uh, pretty much the online affiliate marketing space or something like that. But I realized it was really kind of crowded and I didn't really know how to set myself apart. So that's when we got into uh, software and I hired someone who was much smarter than me to develop a toolkit and uh, was able to do really well with that. And we were able to now have this amazing tool that really just automates a lot of the processes in Facebook that kind of are annoying. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I get like 50 to 100 to 200 messages a day. And trying to find out that one person that said, hey, can you follow up with me is like impossible. Yes. So setting tags in uh, certain people to say follow up with, or uh, like for me, when I was a personal trainer, I would have people say, hey, can you follow up with me over the weekend or, uh, you know, after the holidays? So that way I was like, well, I need something to do that for me. So we developed a tool that does much more than that, but that's kind of how we started. And uh, that's kind of where we're at today. So now we're just also doing a lot of development. Uh, I reinvest a lot of my money into real estate and other income producing assets, be it real estate or be uh, software, uh, where that's kind of like the digital real estate. So all these little things to help create more cash flow. 
That's wow. That is incredible. And I really love that you're saying, you know, to 50 to hundred messages a day, because I'm sure what happens to a lot of people, the most important messages gets lost within right. all these other messages, because that's what happens with me. And then I have people getting upset with me because I, you know, didn't reply and it was a more important message than your average boring, you know, trying to sell you something. Right. Uh, exactly. So in, in, in saying that, okay. So we want to, if it's okay with you, towards the end of this interview, if you can just show people a little bit about the software, if we can do a bit of a screen share um, and you can yeah, definitely. introduce people to it, but we'll get to that a bit later. So my question for you is then, when you grew up and just knew you were an entrepreneur, you know, you, you said like you started selling lemonade and you were just, you know, doing video games and all of that stuff. Did you knew that you were going to be a successful entrepreneur now? Or was it just like at that stage, was it just a fun thing and you just kind of grew, you know, through life with that? That's a great question. Um, I, it's funny. It's like you hit these certain milestones in life and you are like, wow, I want to get there. And then when I get there, uh, you're like, wow, I can reach that much further. And I did it this fast or this slow or whatever. And I realized uh, when I was becoming a personal trainer, I was like, if I can just make six figures, I'll be set for life. And so um, I was like, okay, I got to get there. So I did that. Yeah. And I was making a lot of money. And then I was like, well, I can't work all my life. Uh, I needed to have some kind of passive income. So if I can just buy 10 rental properties, um, each paying me a thousand, I'll make $120,000 a year that could replace my income and I'll be set for life. Um, so I did that. And then um, I ended up throwing away, like I said, not throwing away, handing it off to another trainer. Um, and now in a couple months, I've been able to rebuild this new business, uh, making nearly 200,000 a year. And now I'm like, well, if I can do that, I can make a hundred or a million dollars a year. So, um, yes. I don't know. I mean, there's always success and failures and learning opportunities. So, um, I think it's just a constant, uh, need to be, uh, topping yourself and competing with yourself. If you can do these, if I can do this and obviously I can do that. And so, um, I think that I've never realized that, um, I guess it's an ongoing battle to be successful. I mean, sure, I'm successful now, but there's always more to grow and help people and teach things and um, help other people be successful. So kind of that's where I am now is where I'm helping people grow to reach that next level. Mm -hmm. And uh, our software kind of helps with that. So um, yeah, it's just, I, I wouldn't call myself successful because I'm constantly on the road to success for me. Um, so I, I guess that's a really a, a loaded question in a sense. <laughs> yes, I like to ask that sometimes. Okay, so so you're on your road to success. So I have to ask you, how many failures did you have before? Oh, man. Um, I remember when we brought our first rental property. I have two actually stories about just real estate. Um, we had someone who... Uh, our very first rental property we had, uh, we went in, we were so excited because we had this person who wanted uh, to rent our house in the first, like, first, like within the first week. And we're like, yes, we have someone who's going to rent it. Uh, they're, you know, excited. So we met up with them and we gave them the keys and we were out celebrating me and my wife. And we're like, yeah, we have our first rental property. Uh, this is awesome. And so we've, uh, that like that night we get this call and we're like, Hey, Brandon, there's a much more other to it, but yeah. <laughs> was to, to get to the point, she said, Hey, Brandon, you know, my mom just, you know, she's in the hospital and I have to drive to California. I can't, you know, rent your property. Is there any way we can, uh, you know, dissolve the lease and just, you know, what be gone? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Just 
blah, 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 blah. And uh, that night, I just had this really bad feeling. And so I called a locksmith uh, that night for emergency locksmith, and yeah. they changed out all the locks. And uh, that next morning, I had to go test locks, and they don't work. So I called the guy, the locksmith, and I said, hey, did you test these locks? Because the key's not working. He's like, we test them. They're all good. And so I look inside, and the key has been broken off uh, in there. So that lady went back to um, go back into our apartment and mm -hmm. live there without uh, kind of being a I don't know what the, I can't think of the word right now, but um, like just living there rent free, just uh, without paying us. And yeah. so luckily we we're able to rent, still rent it out. But if I would have kind of given up then, I wouldn't mm -hmm. have 10 properties. Um, I remember when we bought our first four unit, we had our handyman who did all the repairs uh, mm -hmm. for our first two units. He did our mm -hmm. first four unit and he stole $10,000 from us. And uh, he just took off and I had to spend more money to get the units flipped. So again, if I would have given up then, yeah. I would have not you know, done anything. Uh, just recently, actually, uh, probably two days ago, our current software engineer decided to just go up and disappear and go MIA. And now we don't have a software engineer. So I had to hire a new software engineer. And now he's amazing. So uh, way better than our last software engineer. So, I mean, I feel like it, with every opportunity or uh, failures, there's a learning opportunity there. And we've just been uh, grateful to be able to rebounce from these failures, learn from them, and just continue on with uh, being successful every single day. So I think failure is part of the game and you need to fail more often because you're going to fail more often than you succeed. But when you succeed, it's those big wins that really count. I love that you say that big ones really count because every other day I speak to either my tribe or new students or anybody that they had the smallest of failures and they just give up and they don't want to try again because, you know, it's that fear of not just failure, but a fear of people, what they're going to say and all of that, you know, basically the judgment, I guess, on the right. side of it. So I love that you say because... I did the OFA challenge, you probably know the OFA challenge, um, about a year and a half ago. And my thing was the same. You know, I feared of trying because I had 12 failures. So for me, it's, it's a big thing. And right. when I, and then it was like, if you're not going to fail, if you're not going to fail, you're not going to succeed. And that's right. with me. And I love the fact that you say that, you know, that you have to have big failures to, because it's, it's key. You have to realize that there's more to it, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so obviously real estate is, well, fitness was your first business. Real estate has like always been a thing for you. Right. Um, when, when you first succeeded, did you, okay, now this is a random question. When you first succeeded and you realized, okay, this is the thing, I'm actually going to make this. Did you know at that point that you are, how can I put this? Did you know at that point that this is going to be your thing forever? Or did you think that you're going to try something different or I was actually just talking to Steve Larson about this uh, in a podcast and he was, we were talking about pivoting and when do you kind of give up on your offer or when do you uh, decide to move on to something different? Yes. And um, I felt like I kind of know things that work and what doesn't. Yes. And just through failure, I can kind of tell if this is going to be something that is going to continuously work or not work. Yes. And it's all about pivoting and knowing your audience and knowing your customer avatar and being able to provide for that market. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had, I think I started off with 
uh, what was one of my offers? It was like a $7 offer. It was, um, I think it was just to be my friend on Facebook. I think that's what it was. And um, I, I just started something. Uh, we actually, I created a company called The Money Friends. So it was kind of like, let's all make money together. You know, be my friend for $7. I'll teach you how to make money, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think I had two people sign up. And for me, that was like a win. But in the grand scheme of things, um, I mean, I can't live off $14 a month. So I, uh, I knew that wasn't going to be the thing that I needed to uh, substantially grow. So um, I just took that kind of combined what I've learned and keep continuing on adopting and editing my offer. I'm always releasing new offers that might not do well. Um, I'm always changing things to kind of see where the flow is and kind of where people's mindsets are. But the market will tell you. I mean, I constantly am talking to people and seeing what they need and what they want. And I just structure my offer based on that. So I think a lot of people try and sell something that they believe in versus what other might people actually need. And um, that's how I've always kind of worked on being successful because I've kind of researched my market and been able to I capitalize on that. So um, I think that's why our superhero toolkit has been so successful is because a lot of people were using Chrome extensions and like multiple ones and they couldn't use their phone. They always had to be on the computer. So we developed a cloud-based software that allows for that. So um, I think that's kind of where I've um, been successful is been able to uh, kind of mold and ask my audience what they need and provide for that. Yes. I like that. And it's so true because like, I think as entrepreneurs, when you start out, you think it's like, Oh, okay. What am I going to make money with? What am I going to do? But meanwhile, it's what the other people need that you profit the most out of. I've definitely right. found that out. And, and that's why I started this podcast because I realized about probably eight months ago now that people have a, a problem with focus and discipline and all of that stuff. And that's why this started is because, you know, people need to have those things in place before you can actually, you know, grow your business. Now in saying that, what is your biggest daily method of operations to get yourself sitting in front of your computer and do what you need to do without getting distracted? Do you have some? Yeah, that, that is a great question. <laughs> actually. I know a lot of people uh, fall into the shiny object syndrome or, uh, they kind of wear themselves too thin, where they too thin, where they're trying to do a million things at once, and yep. they end up doing. Uh, uh, Dan Henry actually talks about your area of focus, yes. our circle of focus, and if you put all your energy into one thing, uh, you're going to have just ongoing results with that because you're focused only on one thing. Yep. I know this when I was doing a million things at once, I was doing them all very. Uh, minuscurely and I don't know if that's the right word but uh, I wasn't doing well with it and when I just focused on my superhero toolkit focused on one thing at a time I had mm -hmm. the most success and then I took that uh, success mm -hmm. I just like our real estate I was able to build it out enough where now I can hire a property manager he mm -hmm. manages everything and now it's passive and now I take that off my plate and I can focus on my superhero toolkit now it's grown so much. We're offering a partner program where I can literally take um, my developer, my team, hire uh, a manager, hand that off so I can focus now on my partners and just focus one thing at a time. Yes. Uh, to answer your question, what gets me up in the morning? Uh, the first thing I have is my coffee because it just <laughs> is, it allows, obviously that caffeine boost um, allows me to focus. Um, I put on my headphones all day and I have music blaring in my ears. Uh, just so that's high energy. 
to keep me focused and I kind of just keep my blinders on. I'm facing a wall, um, there's no distractions. So um, I just, I would say the best thing is so focus on one thing at a time and just, just crush it. Yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the fact that you're facing a wall because I'm looking here right now and I'm, I've got my, because we've got kind of like a view here. So I've got just windows all around me. So that to me is good because I can, I can do my eye thing, you know, like where you just take a break from your eyes. Now right. I teach people how to be more focused and disciplined because I used to be a personal assistant. So I know all these things. And it's quite funny that you say you're sitting and facing a wall and you've got your blinders on <laughs> where <laughs> I know firsthand that if I have to do that, I will get distracted because I can't handle the wall. <laughs> right. That's quite interesting that you say that. Okay. What other tips do you have for focus? Um, my biggest thing is trying, uh, don't put too much on your plate. Have like three big tasks that you want to complete that day and then just complete those. So if you have this overwhelming uh, board of so many things, you're not going to ever do any of them. So just focus on three things, uh, feel accomplished because you've completed those and then start ramping up. If that's too easy, you can add a fourth thing. Um, yes. So I typically just focus on things that are pr uh, profit generating or income producing and kind of just offload all the things that really aren't. Um, get a VA to focus on the outreach, use software. I mean, that's why we developed a lot of our software so yes. that we don't uh, have to focus on doing all that. Also blocking um, where you do all your tasks in a certain block of hour and then move on to the next block. So if that's all emails for like 30 minutes or an hour, all uh, outreach for an hour, just block your day. And that's a, a really good way to uh, focus your time. And um, that way you can have those little breaks in between and kind of get your uh, mindset right again for that next task. Instead of going back and forth and back and forth and you just kind of lose steam, uh, kind of what you're doing. Yeah. I love that. That's exactly what I teach. I love it. I just love when somebody else confirm what I do because <laughs> sometimes people just don't believe me. All right. So you obviously have a very positive attitude and you're very positive about life and you always joke around and you know, you've got a great sense of humor. I love that about you. So in saying that, do you think, um, you know, your positive vibes and all of that, that actually helps to contribute to your success? Oh yeah. I mean, nothing like negativity and dwelling on things never solve anything. Uh, mm -hmm. So I constantly am listening to upbeat, uplifting, positive vibes. Um, I typically, if I see a negative thing on Facebook or anything like that, I usually just block them or delete them from Facebook. Um, also I have software that removes all the political posts, all the nonsense that goes on Facebook. So that just makes it much easier to find, have a timeline that is just motivating and um, uplifting every single day. Um, I typically don't surround my, I don't surround myself with negative people because one, mm -hmm. they just bring me down. Um, mm -hmm. And typically my music, um, if I hear like a, a, a negative word or anything like that, it's kind of throws me off. So I just cut negative music too. So anything that's kind of a negative vibe, I definitely cut it out of my life. That's awesome. I love that. I absolutely, absolutely love that. And politics right now, especially, I think it's everywhere. It's so much worse than usual because I think of the virus and, you know, because I think honestly they make us more political than it needs to be. Right. Um, and I just find like I need to get my hands on your software blocking all these things on Facebook. So th that's not actually my software, but it's called Social Fixer. Um, it's a free uh, Chrome extension online, uh, Social Fixer. It's amazing. You can actually create filters where if you want to remove anything with COVID or anything, you can put those little words in there and it will remove all those posts. Um, and they actually go hand in hand really well with our other higher level software. So it's kind of a, 
uh, a nice tool to use. Um, yeah. We use it all the time. So I definitely highly recommend it. Oh, I'm getting my hands on that after this call. That's for sure. Okay. So um, obviously you're a family man, you're married, you've got a pooch running in the background, which I just love I to do. Yeah. Uh, so have you found now, especially now with you in isolation, have you found like it's more difficult to work because I'm, I'm asking this question because I find like a lot of my students are really struggling and I'm sure my listeners to, to, you know, to basically be more productive because they have this urge to be in social company, but they can't be. Do you have a problem to be more productive in these times? No, this has actually been our, um, probably the, our best month uh, ever. So um, I actually work from home. So this is kind of like an everyday thing for me. My whole goal was to be able to stay at home and work. Um, I, I would say I'm a pretty good extrovert on TV, but I'm very introverted. I don't like to go out. I don't like to hang out with people. Um, I like being online and talking to my internet friends um, because it's, it's just a lot more fun for me. Um, and then I'm not dragged to places I don't want to go or do things I don't care for. Um, so I, I definitely like, and then obviously I can shut them all off when I don't need to talk to people anymore. So, um, I'm, yeah, I would say I play a great extrovert on TV. I'm very personable, but when it's me, I just, I like to be by myself and do my own thing, spend time with my wife, uh, spend time with my dog, uh, my dog and my wife are like my best friends. So, um, yeah, I, so this is, this is perfect conditions for me actually. Yeah. I love it. So you like in your little happy bubble. <laughs> Oh yeah. I, I don't, I literally don't leave my house ever unless I'm being dragged out by my wife. Um, I would rent out my car, um, to build another stream of income where people would have my car for two weeks where I wouldn't leave at all. Um, I get my groceries delivered to me. Um, I order everything online. So, uh, yeah, as, as much as I can stay home, the, the best. <laughs> That's, that is so funny. I, I honestly thought you were an extrovert looking at your posts and your, you know, your personality on Facebook. So this is quite a twist in your personality. <laughs> that's a good one. You caught me on that one. That's for sure. Okay. Can we, can, can, would you mind sharing your screen so we can see your software? Yeah, definitely. So we can tell the audience because I am so intrigued. I've been dying to see this for the last few weeks at least. That's the back end. Let me remove that. Oops. So this is just our superhero toolkit. Um, this is one of our softwares. Um, mm -hmm. I always delete it and add more. So it's very, uh, I should have been prepared to have some kind of data in here. But um, for instance, we have our auto greeter, which will automatically send messages to people. Mm -hmm. um, it will send a message on their birthday greeter. Uh, so if a new friend is sending you a request and they accept you, it will automatically send them a message saying, hello, my name is Brennan, blah, 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 blah. Um, this one birthday usually says happy birthday. I typically, I do all sorts of zoom calls and, um, uh, lives and I show off our software. So, um, I am constantly deleting these. So, uh, as you can see, I have, I've was presenting earlier to, uh, business loan brokers and they have, uh, for instance, when they get an app in or, um, they've are in underwriting for a house. Yes they can filter out their messages based on those criteria. So like if they're in underwriting and they can put underwriting here and it'll remove all the messages that aren't tagged for underwriting. If they have leads that are coming in, they can filter all their leads. So for instance, I'll just uh, put Joy here. Put her as a lead, save this. And let's just do Adam too. That is so cool. 
Uh, let's do lead. Nope, so this, okay, because I'm, let me just make this very clear and my audience knows this, everybody that knows me knows this, I'm a complete, complete and out of tech weenie, like I am useless with technology. <laughs> so can I work this? It looks pretty easy, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. So we, we've made it really user friendly so that uh, you can obviously, we have all the videos there to show you how each of the tools work. Um, we've kind of combined a lot of the tools and put them all into one uh, cloud-based software. So like for instance, I just added, uh, I had my full messenger here. Mm -hmm. uh, Joy's right here. I just added her at you as mm -hmm. a, uh, a lead and mm -hmm. I can just filter out all those messages when I click on lead and it just has you there and then Adam who I showed. Um, so it just really makes it easy to follow up with people that are important. Um, we have uh, the greeter, obviously uh, you just turn it on and uh, put in your message and we have kind of version one, version two. So you can have, hi, uh, my name is Brandon. How are you doing? Or hello there. My name is Brandon. Um, what are you up to today? So you can put multiple messages so that uh, it spins those messages. Um, all sorts of different things where you can uh, create tasks so that you can scan for friends based on keywords. So for me, when I was like a personal trainer and I needed to work with people that were yeah. making money, like chiropractors, doctors, lawyers, that sort of thing, yeah. I could scan for those people based in certain groups. For me right now, like we do a lot of uh, affiliate marketing, or not us, but we, have a, we look for affiliates to promote our software. Mm. So we can actually scan, for instance, ClickFunnels and mm. look for affiliates and uh, it will print off, it will add them as friends. So like I added 100 friends that have affiliate in their name and mm. uh, they were uh, in ClickFunnels group and it'll mm. add them as a friend. So I just added 100 people, uh, very targeted. And then once they actually accept my friend request, I'm able to uh, send them an automated message saying, hey, thanks for accepting my request, blah, 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 blah. And then we have other things where you can filter out tire kickers and uh, remove people that are inactive versus active. There's no data here now because I just deleted the account and restarted it. But uh, pretty much what we'll do is we'll take all your friends, it will scan your interactions on your posts uh, in the last day, 30 days, month, whatever. Yeah. And then it'll filter out active friends versus inactive friends. And then you can remove those inactive friends. And the reason why people would, excuse me, um, remove inactive friends is because Facebook's all about relevancy. Mm -hmm. And if your content's not relevant to your audience, then Facebook penalizes you. So if you can remove people that are not actively going to engage with your content, then that just shows that goes, that sends your post to more people that will be active and are yeah. more likely to actively engage with your content, which pushes out your posts much more further, allowing you for more organic reach and just ultimately allows for you not having to spend for ads because your audience that is active is kind of pushing it out for you. And Typically, all those people have similar friends, and if they purchase your software, uh, their friends are usually going to purchase their, your software or whatever your offer is, mm -hmm. and allows you just to get that organic reach that uh, kind of just fix or kind of plays on the algorithms so that we can ultimately uh, not have to pay for ads. Yes. We've done like $20,000 this month just in organic, and yeah. so that allows you to build that organic um, reach and then ultimately you can take those purchases that uh, and create a lookalike audience and then obviously scare your business even more but I mean that's besides the point we won't go into too much detail about that but um, yeah this is what our software does it really just uh, adds 
leads uh, on autopilot and then automatically engages with them while removing uh, people that just won't actively engage with your content. Wow. Ren, this is pretty awesome. I love it. And then we have other software like that will automatically um, comment and post on people's um, comments or sorry, their posts. We have funnel software. We have uh, email generation software. So a bunch of little things that uh, yeah. we just won't go into. <laughs> do that all, do all your things tie in together? Not, is it all separate things that you have to install or is it one big system that you have with everything in it? So this one, uh, our superhero toolkit is all in one, uh, our lead generation or sorry, our engagement software is separate. And then our sales funnel software is separate. Okay. Um, it doesn't work all together, um, but they play off of each other. So for instance, uh, our engagement will comment and post and save you time because obviously you need to feed the algorithms. This yes. top software will remove the people that are not engaging um, and add new friends and engage with them. And then obviously our funnel software helps with delivering the product or uh, follow-up or email and all that stuff. So they kind of all work independently, yeah. but they also help each other and build off of each other. That's interesting. That's really cool. I have a question for you. So with the birthday message, for example, mm -hmm. um, is that is that an automatic message that you leave in there? And, and every time Facebook prompts you to say it's somebody's birthday, that message then automatically goes after them? Yeah. So uh, it, what it does is it just... That's fascinating to me. Like, will, it will grab these, uh, this area. It says... Yeah. Yes. Or four people and he'll message each of those people and yeah. just say happy birthday or whatever the ta task is. Ultimately, we're going to be adding a feature that grabs their name uh, as a short code and says, hi, Michael, or hi, Joy, uh, yeah. happy birthday or whatever. But ultimately, right now, it just sends them uh, whatever message you want. I usually say like happy birthday or I'll have a second one saying it's your birthday, have a special day or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. We'll, of course. We'll, we'll talk about it afterwards as well. I'm excited. Okay. Um, I think that's basically all our questions. Um, and uh, my, I always ask this question at the end of each and every one of my interviews is if you have any advice for anybody sitting on the fence that wants to be an entrepreneur, but they just haven't taken a leap of faith, what would your advice be? Yeah. Um, you don't need to recreate the wheel. Um, I think a lot of people think that you need to create this special product or uh, this amazing thing. And you really don't. Like I've always kind of copied success. Um, I saw these softwares that I was using and mm -hmm. I just put them all together into a cloud-based software and hired someone to do that. And um, I knew that this would allow me to kind of differentiate myself mm -hmm. because um, it was cloud-based versus a Chrome extension. Yes. But, um, you know, it does exactly the same thing that all these softwares do. Mm -hmm. um, so you really don't need to recreate the wheel. Uh, just keep learning, but also implement every, every single day and keep building your networks, uh, learn social media, Facebook. I think a lot of people get distracted on being on multiple platforms when they haven't even mastered one. Um, so you might as well, uh, get the most return out of one platform that you can until moving on to multiple platforms. And, uh, really let's start leveraging other people, other people's time and, uh, really try and do it in a sense where, uh, you are hiring out tasks that you're not, uh, professional at so that you can ultimately focus on your area of focus um, mm -hmm. kind of what you were talking about in the very beginning where you get away from all those shiny objects and you focus on the thing that you're great at 
And uh, I would say that would be my kind of little advice. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. I appreciate your time. And uh, yes, we will pop your link in the bottom of the interview. And um, obviously there's an audio version of the podcast as well and on YouTube. So awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and have a great day. Perfect. Thanks so much, Joy. It's been a pleasure. I'm so glad we're able to uh, finally get on a podcast together because I've always been a big fan of yours. And I know we've been going back and forth for a while now. And I'm <laughs> so glad we're able to iron that out. So thank you again so much for uh, allowing me to be on your podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a good Thanks day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye, Joy. Bye-bye.